Well, it's election profit makers time once again, my friends, and it's also the final epic installment of the ban wars, the 2020 election profit makers ban wars. Talk about an idea that sounded good at the time. And boy, oh boy, do we have some bands to get to today. I'm David, and uh, I'm joined by my friend Starly. Hi, Starly. Hi. How's your bloodlust? Pretty good. <laughs> okay. And I'm also joined um, by John. John, are you there? Yep. You just hey. got a fresh haircut for these bands, right? Yeah. All right, here we go. Eric. I can't believe we have so many bands to get to. <laughs> Eric. <laughs> Come on. You can do it. All right. I'm excited. I'm excited. And I and we yep. love our listeners. We love our listeners more than ever. This You guys have really stepped up. Mm-hmm. Eric says, I wasn't going to join in on the band wars, but then I heard Zoe's band where she described herself as a poll worker who's dubious about electoral politics. I don't know, Zoe, but I'm also a poll worker who's dubious about electoral politics. So I wanted to show my support. In terms of how I feel about electoral politics, I personally don't like any politicians. Anyways, I would like to ban the black keys from listening to the show. That is a classic to like, wait, where did this conversation just go? Okay, the black keys are banned. That's fine. I don't listen to the black keys. Um, Although I think that's a ban with no bassist. So maybe that's why they've been called out. Uh, Eric says, if I get four bans because I worked at two different elections, I would also like to ban Daft Punk. Uh, Daft Punk, of course, is a famous um, French disco dancers, mm-hmm. but they're they wear helmets and they make uh, computer music that we all enjoy. They have some classic songs. Eric concludes, despite not caring about electoral politics, I still love riding the waves of the election because I'm a sicko. Uh, no argument there, Eric. And with that, the <laughs> once more unto the breach, the battle has begun. Michael D. says, here's my donation to restore voting rights to Florida felons. I've really been enjoying the Oregon pronunciation debacles. And this is just me speaking as David. As far as I'm concerned, there is no debacle. I think everything is moving in perfect, perfectly fluid. You know, I think it's great. As a native Alabamian, I would like to ban the city of Mobile from listening. Mobile is a notoriously mm-hmm. difficult city no. to pronounce correctly. No. Good luck, kid Midas. No luck meted. Mobile, you are officially banned from listening to election profit makers. Ben K would like to ban his fellow scientist, good friend, and likely future arch nemesis, Nate. He says, sorry, buddy, but you will never induce enough pluripotent stem cells to fill the gaping election profit makers shaped void this ban will produce. Talk about a sentence that is uttered millions of times throughout <laughs> the course of human history. Shout out to pluripotent stem cells and shout out to Nate. You're a scientist. Go play with your Bunsen burners and your beakers because you're banned. Max Dubin says, my family and I listen to and love election profit makers. Thank you. However, instead of doing anything to help in this campaign, my son David smugly walks around Park Slope in his election profit makers t-shirt. Please ban my son David and set him on a better path. Receipt and photo evidence enclosed. Now, I forwarded this photo evidence to Starly and John. This smug kid, David, (laughs) is the cutest little fella you ever will see. And I have to say, he is rocking that 2016 EPM shirt. He was a little toddler. Didn't you guys think that David was a little cutie? Yeah, he's really cute. Yeah. I don't know if I want to ban David, actually. I kind of feel like he's too cute. I kind of want to make an executive decision and kind of want to ban Max. I think, Max, you made a mistake. David is too young to articulate an argument for his protection from your ban. 
And so I think the bands of the son are visited upon the father. Max, you're banned. Steve Ferris says, I was wondering if I could honor John Kimball, Dean Smith, and Phil Ford with a ban in exchange for the 590 get out the vote letters I wrote. Good gracious. Please ban the members of the 1985 NCAA Rules Committee who instituted the college basketball shot clock in an attempt to limit the effectiveness of the North Carolina Four Corners offense. John Kimball, we have never discussed on this podcast the institution of the shot clock. What do you think about that? No, it wasn't great. The shot clock, you know, the three point line, all that stuff. It was the beginning of uh, the rise of Duke at that point. So you agree with this ban? We're banning the members of the 1985 NCAA Rules Committee from listening to our podcast? Yeah, I think we should. Read us some bans. Start with Allison. Allison's been donating to candidates and organizations and calling voters in Pennsylvania and wants to ban any listener who hasn't yet worked on a get out the vote project this election cycle. One shift or two hours of text banking, phone banking, letter writing, door knocking, registering voters, working the polls, or equivalent action is the price of being unbanned. That's a massive ban. I'm not sure she can do it, but I kind of like the spirit because it's time for everybody to do a little something. I know some gave all, but all need to give some. So heed the wisdom of Allison's ban. John, can you handle this next ban from our old friend Paul Saborin? Paul Saborin writes in, Weeks ago, he banned himself in order to overturn the ban on Merlin Mann. But now he says that's not enough. Our election victory must be overwhelming and must carry all down-ballot races along on its shoulders. Therefore, a sacrifice is required to bring some degree of order and sanity back to our great nation. An offering must be made, an offering of chaos and recklessness to only he who can guide us to ultimate victory. Our dark lord, Satan himself. As such, I have made two donations. The first, to fairfight.org, is to unban myself. The second donation, to the Lawyers Committee, or Civil Rights Under Law, for $66.66. The extra six is for savings. Little zing from Paul. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Thirsty. Paul, your joke was a hit. Actually, I thought it was a corny joke, but these guys really no. liked it. I know, so no, shout no, out I to know, Paul. I didn't say I liked it. I said thirsty. Oh, I thought I, I, I thought I heard you I, say I it was the greatest joke you ever heard. It's an attention grab. <laughs> no, it was good. An attention grab. There you go. John liked your joke. Okay, the second donation is the Lawyers Committee, $66.66, is to ban either myself or Merlin Mann. The choice is to be determined by David in whatever random, chaotic manner he chooses. But I request that the resulting ban must be permanent and irrevocable. Only a sacrifice in such a manner might be truly pleasing to abaddon the, is that how you say it? I don't know. I don't worship the devil, so I wouldn't know. Is pleasing to abaddon the infernal father of lies and help bind him to our collective noble cause. Okay, so here's the thing. Here we have we here we have Paul going up against Merlin, two super fans, two people who would agree that this podcast is a blessing and that they are so lucky to be alive in the same timeline as election profit makers, the, their favorite podcast that, that, that they listen to with a smile on their face. And it is up to me to decide which of these two people, Paul or Merlin, must be permanently banned from listening. It's Paul. Paul, you're banned forever. You are banned forever. Merlin, you keep listening because when someone banned Merlin during the early stages of the ban wars, this whole freaking institution just about had to melt down. 
So bye-bye, Paul. I'll see you someday in the future. Hail Satan. Oh, right. And hail Satan. All right. Now this next one, Starly, I'm not sure we should read this one. I kind of just want to attack it. Okay. You have my blessing. Am I I go for attack? You go for attack. Here we go. Okay, here's what happened. Elazar made a donation. Elazar listened to our Tournament of Mustaches episode on Patreon, patreon.com slash electionprofitmakers, where you can get all sorts of special episodes, including our ill-fated and cursed (laughs) episode about incredible movie mustaches that lurked in the background of of your favorite films. And Elazar is mad that we didn't mention this dopey movie Mordecai where Johnny Depp has a huge mustache and every character on the movie poster is also sporting an absurd mustache. Elazar writes, it's clear the mustache is the star of this film and that it's the mustachiest film ever made. Why didn't you put this in your tournament of mustaches? I just about broke down and started crying when I got this email. People still don't understand what that damn episode was supposed to be about. And I feel like the guy who goes around with that lantern looking for an honest man. I'm like the man with the lantern, like wandering the streets, just looking for someone who understands what the tournament of mustache movies was supposed to be. It's not about movies where the mustache is the star of the movie. It was supposed to be about movies where the where the mustaches in the background of them. Elazar, you're banned. All right. Wow. Thank you for yeah. giving me permission to weaponize my my frustration about this. God, we are never gonna make that mistake again with Patreon Movie Club. Never again. I'm haunted by the conversation we had where you said they'll get it. They'll get it. We don't have to. We don't have to be more explicit. We said it. They're smart. Our listeners are with it. You know, our listeners are savvy because they have the good taste to listen to us talk. Mm-hmm. They also really understood the spirit of the band wars like so quickly and so intuitively and made this whole project so much fun. But when it came to those fucking movie mustaches, <laughs> it was just like people had cement in their heads. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Andrew Alabama made six separate donations of $6.66, including one to, to <laughs> kissing Senator Cal Cunningham. He says, I am indeed Carolina strong, and I look forward to playing music again at the cave, this time in a pandemic-free and slightly more democratic socialist America. I haven't written any postcards because I have been busy as captain of another ship. The mass voters of Alabama have registered 88 voters on the college campus of University of Alabama, Birmingham, and are hoping to register at least 100. Then Andrew lists six terrible Chris Christie jokes, which I will not share with you. Yeah, and we can't go there. Yeah. And says... <laughs> <laughs> Those jokes were so bad. <laughs> we oh. have rules. There's rules for rules exist yeah, for a yeah, reason. Yeah. It was... <laughs> were they zingers? Were they some real zingers? They were, uh, I'll, send, I'll send them to you guys offline. I'll send them to you guys offline. Then Andrew says, I enjoyed your performance years ago at Birmingham Bottle Tree Cafe with John Hodgman and my friend Jason Sims. This is why I like this one. First of all, I, I don't, I, this guy's from Alabama. Mm-hmm. I, maybe I met him at the Bottle Tree, which is a great um, venue in Birmingham, which I think no longer exists, but I did have a fun night there once with Jason Sims and John Hodgman. And Was then that of the course- place that John- wanted to sing Rocky Top, and I explained to him that that would not be a good idea. Yeah, that might have been right. Yeah. Were you guys... Ha- yeah. yeah. You were like... At that that was when you were like his manager. You were his road manager, and you would, <laughs> yep. you would okay his um, song list, right? Yeah. 
He was running around with a ukulele. He was a ukulele fiend back then. But John, did you see what other venue he mentions in this dedication? No, I don't see the other one. The cave, man. He talked about the cave. Oh, the cave at the beginning. Yeah, that was years ago. This thing was so long, I'd already forgotten. Sorry. Wow. Andrew, tighten it up, buddy. Tighten it up. No, they're all long. And David cut out the sixth joke, so imagine how long it actually was. Yeah, exactly. He really should have capitalized the cave and the bottle tree. That's generally how you do it. Uh, the cave is capitalized. Yeah, definitely capitalized. No, 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 all caps, all caps. Oh, all caps or bolded. It's kind of what you do. He should have bolded it for you, just for you. Oh my god, we were able to follow. Yeah, for me because I can't see very well and I don't know how to work my laptop very well. It would help. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's moving on. No, John, I wanted us to spend like twenty minutes talking about the cave and how important local venues are to like our economy and the fact that they, there's no support for these independent local venues. It stinks. And Joe Biden even made the most Gen X ad of all time with the fucking. Pixies and the Beastie Boys talking about bars and stuff. It was incredible. I just want to say to the cave, oh, the best bar in Chapel Hill is the cave. And I don't yep. care. I don't want to hear people talk about He's Not or Linda's or Hell or all these other places or Purdy's back in the day. It's the cave. We Purdy's. all know it. Remember Purdy's, the scariest yeah. place in the world when you were a kid? It was like the one bar in Chapel Hill, Purdy's. Anyway, the cave is the best. Alabama seems like a rough place to live if you're hoping for a more democratic socialist America. So I feel like Andrew's out there signing up his voters from within a place that's not majority rooting for the democratic socialist America. Yeah. So he's in occupied territory. Yeah. We, he's I doing it though. That, Andrew. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah. All right. Let's keep going. Is there a ban in that? Oh, you know what? I think he banned Chris Christie, but I, when I cut his jokes... I think I cut his ban. Andrew, we're going to assume you want us to ban Chris Christie. That's done. Chris Christie is banned. Sean O'Brien writes, my brother Kevin is without a doubt the coolest college dean in the Pacific Northwest. However, a month ago, he had me banned from my favorite podcast. wonder what podcast. Not cool, Kev. Please use a donation below to ban Kevin O'Brien from wearing the EPM class of 2016 shirt I bought him as a present. Now, I thought this was interesting because he's not banned from listening to the podcast. Mm -hmm. He's just banned from wearing our merchandise. Mm -hmm. But he's not banned from wearing a 2020 shirt. So if he goes to bit.ly slash EPM cool, Kevin O'Brien can- Yeah, it's a loophole. He can wear our new Mm T-shirts. Helping Sean O'Brien, helping us get some business. Thank you, Sean O'Brien. We appreciate that. Here's a band from Catherine Cole. Catherine wrote more than 300 postcards to voters. She says, please ban my husband, Sam, who worked for ActBlue and had his ego inflated by the mention a few weeks ago. Can't have that. Sam, you are banned. (laughs) Daniel and Raleigh writes, as a Raleigh resident, I gave to the ALCU of North Carolina to ban my dog, Percy, hereby also banning myself and partner Elizabeth from listening on speakers in our house. I also want you to correct the record and have you let the world know that My War, or maybe Slip It In, is a best black flag album, not damaged. All right. We don't have to address this because I've already corrected Daniel off the record in a private email exchange. Yeah. But I want to ask you something, Starley. How are you pronouncing (laughs) R-A-L-E-I-G-H? I feel like we might have a new Oregon in our midst. John, I know you were loving her pronunciation of North Carolina's capital. I was biting my tongue. Let's hear it again, Starley. First of all, don't bite your tongue. Like I I, I get, I deserve the wrath if I'm mispronouncing. I I was being supportive. I wasn't going to call you out. (laughs) I feel like there's a double standard being applied to me in, in in the kindness direction that I that doesn't you don't that doesn't have to happen. Um the word is rally 
<laughs> Raleigh, Raleigh. 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 Yeah. See, look at me. Raleigh. I'm learning. Unlike some, another, yeah. unlike one of the other hosts on this show, I learn. Who's the one who's not? Wait, learning? what? I learn every day. I learn more than a hundred facts a day. I knew. I felt it was wrong. I felt it was wrong when it was coming out of my mouth that first time. Yeah. I also it, think you might have said ALCU instead of ACLU. <laughs> That's not right. Not ALCU. <laughs> Yeah, maybe what that's been, a different What have I been donating to? to? I've been donating, giving all my money to ALCU. <laughs> American Legion of, of Custard Underwriters. <laughs> they need all the help they can get trying to protect these custards. Stephen M. made a donation of $420. Marijuana. I felt like I should donate as much as I could to something, but I kept putting it off. The ban wars made me finally get off my butt and do it. So I donated to Give Smart is trying to flip state legislatures, especially ones that could have a say in finalizing election results. I love this uh, organization, Give Smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you can see, it's been two weeks since I actually made the donation because I was trying to think of something funny to ban, but I've realized what's important in life is not banning Elon Musk by donating the weed number. Therefore, this is a secret ban for the three of you to use on anyone who has wronged you but you can't really talk about it in public. This is so psychological. This is one of my favorites. This is very, very personal and private. We can each carry around a secret ban in our heart for someone who we would never dare mention on this podcast, but in our private hours, perhaps we seethe at I've that person. I've already used mine. I just used Wait, it. what? I who use mine. Mine, me too. I'm not saying. Mine's mate. Mine. John, is it someone I know? Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. Who, who do you know that I don't know? Yeah. Starly, do I know do I know who you banned privately? I believe you have met them. Okay, I just banned my person. Do I, do I know the person that you banned? No, you do not. <laughs> Does John? Okay, thank you, Stephen M, for the four hundred and twenty. Yeah, that was incredible. Yeah, yeah. that was good. also four twenty. Right. Shout out marijuana. I mean, you're smoking marijuana all day. You can also chew it in a gum or put it even as a tincture uh, um, in your uh, skin if you live and in California. If you live in California. Oh, that's true. Stanley K writes in, inspired by Starley's recent ban, I too have donated to the Florida Rights Restoration Coalition. I would like to use my last donation of the 2020 EPM ban wars not to ban, but to start the EPM Listener Restoration Coalition. The goal of the EPM LRC is to reinstate listening rights to those who have been previously banned. Please hmm. unban as many people as you see fit with my humble donation. After all, I believe everyone deserves a second chance to listen to the election profit makers. P.S. As the creator of the Starley Defense Fund, I would like to hereby endorse and transfer my funds to the Starley Kind Defense Front, as I do not want to create a splinter group that will only detract from our shared common goal, a Starley-only episode in November. Signed, Stanley K., the way rad basis from Seattle, Washington, a.k.a. Skyline City. Mm-hmm. That was a lot. <laughs> Leave Stanley alone. I like Stanley. Was that legal? <laughs> All of the that switching from different fronts, that sort of felt Stanley like money can... laundering. He probably has an LLC for every time he goes grocery shopping. <laughs> he sets up a new LLC just because he loves forming and dissolving organizations. Yeah. I would say in that respect, Stanley K. is indeed, quote unquote, way rad. Okay? Yeah. Um. 
I don't know about this listener restoration coalition. I think we need to get through the election and then we can talk about healing. But I think for now, the battle, well, right? I mean, He says it's yeah. up to us to decide how many we want to reinstate. We could reinstate zero. 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 Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> All right. Decision made. Josh Keen bans his ex-roommate Harrison from listening to the podcast. He says, in 2016, when we were still living together, he resisted listening to election profit makers, despite all of my encouragement. Now, four years later, I moved in with my fiance and he's decided to start listening, but I don't want to talk about it with him. Mm -hmm. Now, you think that would be a brutal ban that Josh just laid on Harrison. But guess who emailed us the same week? Somebody named Harrison Simon. He said, here's a hot, pithy ban for you. I'm banning Josh Keene of Boston because he didn't have the guts to dress up as David Reese and his going deep persona for Halloween six years ago like I did. Receipt and photo evidence included. A small but hopefully meaningful donation. I will say for the record, after looking at this photo of Harrison dressed up as me, hosting my ill-fated television show for Halloween six years ago. Josh, there's no comparison between these two bands. I double ban you. Harrison, I honor you and protect you because you have flattered me by dressing up as me. Thank you, Harrison. Goodbye forever, Josh. That's what I have to say about that. Jess and Tempe, I would like to ban my boyfriend, Michael P., from listening to your podcast since he banned me on my birthday. Michael P., you are banned. Michael P., you are banned. Nathaniel H. writes, I am writing regarding my recent regrettable, but I suppose inevitable, banning by my friend Chris. What was not inevitable, however, was his accusation that I own a Pod Save America mask. This is a spurious and ugly rumor. I couldn't pick the host of that show out of a lineup. I was giving to voting rights organizations these past weeks without pulling the trigger on any bans. Now my dear old friend has forced my hand and drawn me into war. I saw yesterday that World Central Kitchen has been feeding the people standing in 12-hour lines to vote, and I felt that kind of amazing work definitely fell under the EPM purview. So they get my money, and dear beloved Chris gets my ban. Maybe a double ban for libel? I leave it to your judgment. He's not exactly denying that ugly rumor. Am I wrong? Whoa. You know you're right. He says it's a spurious and ugly rumor that he wears a mask, but he doesn't say it's untrue. Mm. And then he says, yeah, I couldn't pick the host out of that show, out of a lineup. What does that have yeah. to do with- Yeah, what's that have to do with anything? <laughs> John, you're right. This guy, Nathaniel, does own a fucking Pod Save America mask. I yeah. think he does, yeah. Oh, Nathaniel. Oh, <laughs> once again, executive override. Chris, we protect you. Nathaniel, the band bounces back. Double band to Nathaniel. Chris is rubber and you're the glue. The bounces off- him and sticks to you on your night and go go see if that pod save america mask that you obviously wear every day because you love it see if that protects you from these banned toxins that are now creeping into your nostrils and your larynx nice try nathaniel but you're banned oh it's such a self-fulfilling prophecy that he said maybe a double ban because oh uh, and look what happened yeah. what happened he got a double ban it's perfect john you saw right through that wow mm-hmm. o and b this drama will not fucking cease <laughs> on a previous episode my supposed friend george washington hurts the third that's the longest name i've ever said more than twice in my life that's like the ninth time i've said this motherfucker's name brutally banned me for the second time in as many weeks now i'm slumped over in a heap on the side of the floor feeling the caustic effects of the two bands coursing through my body george considers me dealt with but i summon up one last ounce of strength and navigate my browser to the fair fight website to make a donation 
All George can do now is pray for a quick ban, which he ain't going to get. But what's this? My friends Ricky Gunnell and John Hurtle each independently bore witness to my initial ban on the podcast and sent their kind greetings my way in a moment of despair. Now they find themselves caught in the crossfire of this unfortunate bloodbath. I'm sorry, guys, but I'm accidentally banning both of you as well. Owen made three donations, so all those people are banned. And let us pray that we never hear from George Washington Hurts III ever again, because in spite of his generosity, he's obviously tearing his social circle apart. <laughs> Alex Cummings writes, I donated to the New Georgia Project, a voting advocacy group that was started by the great Stacey Abrams. I would like to issue a ban for Joel Suarez of the blog Tropics of Meta in retaliation for his diverse and sundry crimes against Lana Del Rey. Uh, I accept that band. John, are you a fan of Lana Del Rey, the singer? Lana Del Rey. Do you, are you a fan of Lana Del Rey? Yes. What's your favorite song of hers? Um, I can't. I think it's on the B the B side of her last album. <laughs> <laughs> Bend me hard before you go. Summertime sadness. Yeah. I just wanted you to know you're banned from this podcast. That's her best song. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, this is it, Starly. Here we go. Steal yourself, Starly. Okay. Mm -hmm. Pretend you've never heard this before. Okay. Dan writes in, hey, guys, I just heard it's last call for ban war bands, and it's with a heavy heart that I ban Starly's dog, oh, Papa, yeah. from yeah. listening to the show. With my donation to the Minnesota chapter of the ACLU, I love Opapa so much, but this ban is for his own good. Please give him a treat from me, Starly, and post more Instagrams of Opapa. Thank you, and I'm sorry. Starly. I mean, I don't... You, <laughs> what? The unpacking of this ban. <laughs> the, the, the loving... Dan has sent me many messages over the years about Opapa. Um, oh, is he a dog stalker? He's a little bit of a dog stalker. We, Dan and I oh, have. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, not. I'm not trying to make Dan feel bad about stalking Opapa. Opapa's. If you're going to stalk a dog, it should be Opapa. But the loving of Opapa and him, Dan deciding what is best for my dog to be separated oh, from right. me, and then I'm supposed to. He's supposed to be separated from me, but I'm also supposed to give him the treat. The treat is election profit makers. Oh, Papa loves listening to election profit oh, makers every of week. Course. Oh, Papa's like, you have to go, go. Maybe you should take this hour to do the errands while I stay here and take and listen <laughs> to the show. Like he doesn't know what uh -huh. it sounds like. He makes sure to not even be in the room when I'm recording. So not to ruin anything. He wants to hear it fresh over the airwaves. And like, this is what, this is, this is what oh, Papa looks forward to every week. And Dan is claiming that it's in Opapa's best interest to not have it. Opapa doesn't even like treats. This he does nothing's gonna work. <laughs> He's a dog of very fine taste. Are we rejecting this ban? What do you guys think? I don't feel like I'm allowed to uh You can't be objective because yeah. Opapa is your is is your buddy. I yeah. reject the, I'll I'll reject this ban from Dan. It might just be because it might be I'm feeling ornery right now, but I feel like all of a sudden, I feel like now that we're approaching the end of the ban wars, all of a sudden I am seeing in 12 dimensions with absolute <laughs> clarity and I can decide what's best for this society. And I kind of think we should reject Dan's ban of Starly's dog. John, do you agree? Yeah, I agree. Wow. So now we have a loose ban <laughs> mm -hmm. whose target has been removed. What do we do with this ban, it's just John? It's like a grenade. Around, uh, uh, yeah, right. Walls. It's just zipping and zapping yeah. everywhere. Do we throw it back to Dan? 
or ban a different dog? Ooh. Ban John Dickerson's dog. Oh, Ooh, now wow. we're getting into some deep, yeah. John and I went on this podcast called Jordan Jesse Go, and there was all this conversation about John Dickerson's Instagram account and how John Dickerson has a cute dog and everyone was falling all over this dog and John Kimball was just not feeling this dog. Or no, no, you liked the I dog. I was You liked his dog. dog. Okay, no, all right. You right. guys weren't feeling it. Yeah. You weren't feeling this dog. All right, John Dickerson's dog, you're banned from listening to election profit makers. Which is an honor. Cassius in Minneapolis writes, should be banned. Oh, God. It's never good. All right. So (laughs) split the ban. It's a dog, you know, and dogs weigh less than humans anyway. So maybe one human size ban, you know, can be applied to two dogs. Okay. Is that fair? Yeah. Maybe that means they just can't listen like when it drops. They have to wait a day. Wait wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. Let it cool. Let it cool. Let it cool. That makes sense. Cassius in Minneapolis, I'd like to ban my college friend Walt Hickey, who writes the Numlock News newsletter and who has been gunned to advertise on your show. Since Numlock News has a policy of reciprocally honoring all bans from election profit makers, my goal is for a ban to make it impossible for Walt to read his own newsletter. For Pete's sake, he can keep writing it, I presume, as long as he doesn't read it in the process. We are banning one of our own sponsors. I love it. Numlock News creator Walt Hickey. Thank you for supporting us with your advertising, but you can't listen to this podcast anymore. Go go write an article about what the numbers show about that. But can he still support us? Yeah, he has to support us. Yeah, yeah he has to support us double now. I don't make these rules. Yeah. He can actually never stop supporting us. Yeah, actually, actually yeah. Please don't stop supporting us. Hi, everybody. It's me. It's Tommy Tingle. The ASMR assassin. I've been invited by my friends at the Election Profit Makers to read some bands, and I'm happy to do that. Uh, I hope that this helps you relax and fall asleep. I just want to mention that this is normal and not weird, and I'd also like to remind you that even though we hope these are relaxing bands, these bands actually are just as brutal and irrevocable as any other band. So don't think if you hear your name that just because Tommy Tingle has pronounced it, that it doesn't mean you are not permanently banned from listening to um, this podcast. Bridget Cannon asks to ban any alumni of the North Carolina School of Science and Math who are not voting for fellow alumnus Jenna Wadsworth from North Carolina Commissioner of agriculture. Oh, there's a little truck in the background. Just, just, uh, you know, tooting its horn, probably wants someone to get out of the way. Anyway, Bridget says, I would love to go to the North Carolina State Fair and not see Confederate flags everywhere. And Jenna Wadsworth will get that done. Leland Woodward is banning their friend Jacob, who's about to move back to Oregon. Leland writes, I'm afraid if he continues to be able to listen to podcasts, he'll have no time to catch up with the friends that he has left here. Kevin Williams would like to ban Ryan G. He says, I actually don't know if Ryan listens to your podcast, but I recently saw him post on Facebook about Predicted, and he seems like a guy who would listen to election profit makers. Ryan and I fell out of touch after high school, but Ryan, if you're listening, Kevin W. has banned you. Stop listening to the podcast and get in touch. Ashley Burkhart would like to unban Beckett, the tiny centrist, Ashley writes, I'm hoping that Beckett inspires the 12-year-old in my house to move beyond quixotic battles with Trump tweens on TikTok. 
Owen Searles bans his friend Louis S., who lives in Somerville, Massachusetts. Louis was going to get married tomorrow if it wasn't for the pandemic. Listening to podcasts seems like a fine use of time for a married man. But given that he is still only engaged, I think he should have more to live for than political betting humor. Brian B. makes a donation every month to the ACLU and the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, and he'll be a poll worker in New York in the upcoming election. He says that entitles him to three bans. He says, I want to use them to ban the banners. I am banning the next three people whose bans you announce on the podcast. You reap what you sow. Do you feel that tingling maybe in your scalp or your forehead right now and your eyelids feel heavy? That's because Brian B. just dropped a fucking ban bomb on this entire, um, this entire, uh, situation that we're in here. So the next three people whose bands I read are also banned, per Brian. Jennifer Hill wrote more than 100 letters to voters and donated to the ACLU of Wisconsin, so she wants two bands. First, she bans her friend Linda, who is an essential worker with a two-year-old. I don't know if she's ever listened to a podcast in her life. That being said, she's heard enough about election profit makers from me, and if she hasn't listened now, she never should. Second, she bans Ashley. She says, Ashley, if you heard that first ban, you knew this one was coming too. You're banned. And now, Jennifer, I have to say to you that per Brian B., the ban bomber, you are also banned. Mark in Indiana bans the GOP candidate for Indiana's 5th Congressional District, who shall not be named. Mark has lived in the 5th Congressional District since 2000, and they've never had a close race. But thanks to Democrat Christina Hale, it's now a toss-up. He's phone banking for Hale, working the polls, and his wife is writing letters for a get-out-the-vote group. They are both, per Brian B., also banned. Kenny from Utica bans Claudia Tenney, the Republican candidate for Congress in New York's 22nd District. Matthew Herdman says, My friend Walt Hickey just started advertising on EPM for his newsletter, Numlock News. In the ad, Numlock News says they honor election profit makers' bans. So, of course, he's banning Walt Hickey from listening to election profit makers. He can still advertise on this podcast. He can just no longer listen to the podcast. Mitch K., a second-time donor, a super banner, bans Donald Trump's hairstylist. Tyler Winter says, Last week I was the undeserving recipient of the harshest ban ever delivered by my own brother Eric. And you were correct, I did need to go and lick my wounds. Therefore, he says, I'm not asking for a ban in retaliation, but I'm asking for him to be banned twice. The first ban is for his history of designing megachurches. Hail Satan! And please ban him a second time for being an architect who has never contributed to a skyline. Brother Eric, you have failed your profession and you have failed your family and you have failed to remain unbanned. You are banned, son. All right, this next one I'm going to burn through. I could not edit it down. It was too intense, but it's quite extensive. Here we go. Lee Saylor. Yeah. Lee Saylor. 
I had previously contacted you in the band wars when my band bounced back in the hopes of making an enemy, and I now have an un- enemy utterly unrelated to my bounce back band, Sam Rowe. I can't tell how it's spelled because I've only heard it by ear. Sam banned Calvin Coolidge. As a loather of Calvin Coolidge, I was pleased to hear Sam would ban him. Banning the father of modern small government conservatism, the man praised by Ronald Reagan and Newt Gingrich as an ideological heir, I was thrilled. But then Sam had to go and wreck it by praising Calvin Coolidge. While I can understand Coolidge's appeal as a person, he was, by all accounts, a nice and funny guy personally. He was a genuinely terrible president. Even if he were not the intellectual forefather of an ideological movement that has harmed this country for a century, his presidency alone would be grounds for banding. His belief in small government led him to ignore the great Mississippi River flood of 1927, which left hundreds of thousands homeless, to resist congressional efforts at providing resources for further flood control, and instead left Herbert Hoover to handle the response where he oversaw a network of what amounted to concentration camps intended to keep African Americans from using the flood to escape the Jim Crow South. Apart from this, Coolidge's embrace of laissez fair economics while temporarily pumping up the U.S. economy set the stage for the Great Depression. Coolidge was in no way a cool president, and I am afraid I must ban Sam for implying otherwise. P.S. To be clear, I'm not maligning Sam. Like I said, I can understand the appeal of Coolidge at a personal level. He owned a mechanical bull, which he rode in the White House. God, this dude is dropping more sons like (laughs) Ken Burns times a thousand. All right, let me get back to Calvin Coolidge's mechanical bull. Uh, Calvin Coolidge apparently owned a mechanical bull, which he rode in the White House for his own entertainment, and he shocked the country by not running for re-election when he could have won easily because he really didn't like being president, which is honestly the best thing about him. In terms of the flood, his problem was his commitment to small government prompting him to not give a shit one way or another with Hoover functioning as the bigger villain. I'm not suggesting anything untoward on Sam's part by their fondness for Calvin Coolidge. I just personally think he was a terrible president. Sam is still banned, though. Sam, once you are done picking yourself up off the floor and you realize that your hero, Calvin Coolidge, your favorite American of all time, who you love and kiss and cuddle every night in your dreams because you're obsessed with Calvin Coolidge and his mechanical bull. Once you realize that Calvin Coolidge is banned, I think we, again, once have to make an executive decision. You know, Lee was kind enough not to disparage you for being a fan of Calvin Coolidge. But after reading all this shit, the Calvin Coolidge, I mean, I didn't know much about Calvin Coolidge, but <laughs> God damn, Sam, what the fuck is wrong with you looking up to Calvin Coolidge? Yeah. Sam, you're banned. I agree. Right? I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. He has to. Yeah. He has to. Bruh, be. you're gone. Bye bye. Yeah. Go listen to yeah. a, go uh, listen Sam. to a podcast about Calvin Coolidge and his dopey mechanical bull and how nice he was. Bye bye. Bye bye. Go home to mommy. <laughs> the next time we have an animal ban, we have to aim it at that mechanical bull. Wow, Calvin Coolidge's mechanical bull might be banned on this episode of Election Profit Makers. That would truly be history. <laughs> that would truly, truly be history. <laughs> now we reach a large block of text. From our listeners. We are not even (laughs) halfway done. (laughs) Now we reach a large block of text from our listener, Siri H, who has made more donations to more organizations than anyone else over the course of these ban wars. Siri. Oh, I didn't know that. We have read your all your bans and all your backstories of your bans. We simply don't have time to get to all of them. I would just say that you donated a ton, a ton of money, including a $500 donation to the Brennan Center of Justice for Starley to do with whatever she wants. I know a certain mechanical bull that might be sweating right now. (laughs) (laughs) And also she made a $250 donation to Fair Fight to ban her upstairs neighbor who plays the bass all day. Can you imagine? 
So Siri, we just wanted to take a special moment here to thank you for all the donations that you made over the course of the Ban Wars. You really helped us push this thing over the finish line. Thank you, Siri. Yeah, thanks. Do I get to use my ban? Oh yeah, go ahead. You want to use it now? I'm going to ban... Hmm. I know someone who listens who gets really nervous every time this when, happens because they're always gonna worried. Draw I'm going to say have a huge pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I have to ban my friend Michael War- Warfel because he he know he he knows because he does understand it's an honor. So, and it's considering this is the last of the ban wars. Warfel, you're banned. Wow. Bye-bye. As John Kimball says, what'd you say, John? Go say hi to your mommy. Go home to mommy. Go home to mommy. (laughs) Okay. This next one is from Beth Ashmore. With my donation to Fair Fight, I would like to ban my niece, Stella. She is a current Chapel Hill High School student in the proud tradition of David and John. Go Tigers. Stella and her little sister, Sylvia, are the best. And while they do not listen to EPM yet... As their aunt, I feel the need to keep suggesting it. I am hoping that if I tell them that Stella is banned, their rebellious nature will kick in and they will give it a listen. All right. You guys are banned. But Chapel Hill High School rules and East Chapel Hill High School Oh, here we go. Here we go. I like this. Carborough High School. I like this. Was Carborough High School, is that, that's the other one? I don't know what they Back are. when we were growing up, when we what did, what did, what did you call it? Carboro? Yeah. I believe it's pronounced Caribo. Wow. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Wow. That's a bold that's a yeah. bold interpretation of pronouncing Carboro. That makes Oregon <laughs> look like nothing. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm I think Caribou. I'm right about you, this. Did one. you call it Caribou? I just think I I think I probably know how it's pronounced more than John does. God. D- and damn. all right. Jack yeah. H.E. says, my friend Alex E. got me into both Predict It and Election Profit Makers in 2016, and in return for that blessing slash curse, I bless slash curse him with an EPM ban. I don't even know if he still listens, but now I know he doesn't. Also, he makes more money on Predict It than I do, so F him. How do you not know if your friend still listens to Election Profit Makers? What kind of friend doesn't know yeah. if their friend listens to our podcast? That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I'm sure he does. If he's ma- if he's making, then all this you money know, you know, he's listening to Long John Silver. I mean, it just means they're not really friends. Oh, fake friends! It's happening. Yeah, yeah, that's a brutal. That's brutal. Fake friendship. Patrick C says, "I wish to ban Amy Boney Carrot." Zing! Now, <laughs> I want to do these next ones. This is this is really incredible. This is what we're going to call the circle of life of the episode. So Nathan P wrote in to ban his 10-month-old daughter, Simone. Nathan writes, With this ban, I insulate her from any reason to experience 2020 as I have, enabling this time to simply be the past to her. It's tough love, but necessary for her and all her infant peers to inherit a better world. And then we got an even younger ban victim. Daniel Souter wrote in to ban his best friend Russ's unborn daughter. Whoa. Mm. Youngest ban ever. <laughs> Baby isn't even born yet and is already banned. 
Daniel says, I was overjoyed when Russ and his wife Amy became pregnant, and I wish to offer this band as a gift to the beautiful new life soon to join us. May she never know of the tweet market she's missing. May she never be forced <laughs> to learn how to manage negative risk. I swear to you, she will know the bounty of American cucumbers, but she will never be subjected to the medium hot takes of the tiny centrist Beckett. Let this <laughs> band be her baptism. She will be born a true innocent, untainted by predicted. May she be born into a world free of election profit makers. Wow. Woo. Yeah, wow. man. Protecting these, protecting these delicate infant sensibilities. But now mm-hmm. listen to this. Now we reach the other end of human life. Now we have two memorial bands. The first is from Rachel Porter. This one, actually, I'm going to try to keep it together. So Rachel Porter says, I donated to an org called spreadthevote.org that obtains IDs for eligible voters in voter ID states. And they also make election guides for real people. And they are a rad organization. I made my donation in honor of my little sister, Lindsay, who passed away. And even though neither one of us is religious, I know she would really crack up (laughs) that I am banning her post-mortem. Yes, Please ban my sister from listening from beyond the grave. Mm. She had a great sense of humor and would have absolutely loved the tangents in this podcast. Rachel, we ban. Why am I talking to Rachel? I'm, I'm talking to Lindsay right now. Lindsay, yeah. wherever you are, we wish you the best, but I hate to say it. You're fucking banned. You better turn this podcast off right now. Go do something else. <laughs> go, go wail on a harp or something or lie down in a cloud because you're done listening to this podcast. Then we got another memorial band from Sean Gannon. My dad passed away in November of 2019. The only consolation is he didn't have to endure the depressing dumpster fire of 2020. And then Sean says, some Gainesville pizza slinger unbanned God, (laughs) meaning that heaven's soundtrack would revert to EPM reruns. So true. The only possible solution is to use the unholy power you wield to ban him from listening to election profit makers for eternity. Tom Gannon late father of Sean Gannon, you're banned. And then when you thought this couldn't get any more like, this is like summing up all of human experience. (laughs) Then Sean wrote back. So remember, he banned his his late father. Then he turns around. Now the bloodless kicks in. Now he starts banning his son. He says, he wrote back, (laughs) I make this donation to hereby ban my son Everett from ever listening to election profit makers. As if being born in Texas isn't bad enough, he also occasionally looks like Ted Cruz. I could go on, but do I really need to? Can you imagine a tiny little Ted Cruz scuttling around your house, drooling on your face, waking you up in the middle of the night? I must nip all political aspirations in the bud. So Lil Everett, I'm assuming based on this description that Everett is a young child, maybe mm-hmm. a toddler, mm. who looks like Ted Cruz. Mm-mm, mm-hmm. Everett, not on not on this podcast, you don't. <laughs> little man, you're banned, Everett. Woo. I mean, I tell you, from listeners yet unborn, to listeners who have passed on, we we don't give two flying fucks. We'll ban it. We'll ban anyone. If that money rolls in, if that donation rolls in, we'll ban you. We don't care if you're yet to live on this earth or have spent your time on this earth and have shuffled off this mortal coil. You're going to shuffle off listening to this podcast, too, because you're banned. All right. And everything in between. E- and everything in between. Exactly. All right. Amen. I'll do this one and then I'll turn it over to you guys because Gina is a friend of mine from the Jonathan Colton Cruz days. She donates, but she doesn't want to ban. This is old school. She just wants to say hello to Allison Blanchard. So there you go. Done and done. Timothy Reinhardt was banned by Ed S. So he donates to ban Ed and Ed's dog, Tina. Ed's dog, Tina, you are banned. You're a good girl. 
Oh. Daniel K. writes, I can't remember if it's kosher to ban concepts or not, but if so, I'd like to ban the scientific study of skylines from EPM. Though I am an urban planning professor who does work not wholly dissimilar to that in the attached article, I fear this type of observation has the potential to destroy the beauty of skylines. Its power must be reined in. What's the article? Mm. Let me tell you what this article is called that he sent us. It's from the Journal of the American Planning Association, the JAPA, and it's called Using Pre-Construction Validation to Regulate Urban Skylines. John, have you read this article yet? Was this the one on view cones? No, this is a separate. Sc- no, John, that's the <laughs> no, article no. on skylines John, that the other listeners sent to us. to sleep every night reading scientific articles on skylines. Let me just hit, let me hit the abstract no, of this article. I haven't real seen quick. this, but I but I don't like this. What, I don't like this let, because you know the analysis and the data. That's that's beautiful as well. You know. Mm-hmm. So let me read the abstract for everybody for the delight and delectation of all listeners. This article describes best practices from contemporary scientific protocols that can be used to perform pre-construction validation of urban design guidelines. Because of the prominence of skylines in the urban landscape, their regulation represents a prime candidate for applying design guidelines. We tested guidelines for three prospective skyline factors. (laughs) Skyline factors in full effect. Okay, here are the three prospective skyline factors. Overall skyline shape, convex, concave, or flat. Number of turns in the roof line of individual buildings, 4, 8, or 12. And level of variance in four attributes of individual buildings, height, width, depth, and setback, low, medium, or high. I love it. John looks very happy. Level of variance in building attributes had the strongest effect on judged pleasantness. The respondents preferred rugged skylines over simple ones, whatever their overall shape. These findings suggest that regulations for skyline appearance should focus on variances in the four building attributes. John Kimball, I'm terrified to click back over on Zoom. I, no, I assume you are full me. Jeffrey totally, Tubin right now. Just love. I totally life agree. Right <laughs> Can I just say that I totally agree? And yeah, you you need that that uh, articulation <laughs> among the buildings to to. Yeah, Ooh, I, th- I think that's... that abstract was. Woo! Please send that over to me. So we're not banning. We're not banning that concept. And where where do, where where do where did we land on the banning of concepts? I think we can ban concepts. I thought we I thought we were banning concepts. I mean, we banned God. <laughs> that's like one of the most famous concepts ever. The concept of God. I think we can ban concepts. <laughs> but didn't we? We did try. Didn't we? We, we tried to curb it. The banning of concepts. Yeah, but I think Daniel K, based on this hot ass article mm-hmm. he sent us, I think Daniel K is the new boss of the, of us. <laughs> right? I mean, mm-hmm. come on. That abstract alone was like the most exhilarating thing I've read in 20 years. Yeah. Okay. Can you send that to me? Ah, uh, yeah. You're afraid to send that to me because you thought I would stop <laughs> breathing, working. Yeah. No, I'll, yeah. I'll send it. To, I swear I thought I'd send it to you, but you're right. I sent you that other article we received about. I didn't understand what it was about. Visual visualization cones, uh, view cones, in, in yeah. skylines. This is this is this is John's treat. Okay, you're right. you know what? This yeah. is John's little treat. Yeah, yeah. John gets a treat. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Papa gets a treat. John gets a treat. Daniel, we love you and we thank you for this amazing article. Yeah, thanks. But we are not going to ban the scientific study of skylines because obviously it's given us more happiness than anything in these blighted times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duncan in Vancouver. Writes, I have been embroiled in a ban war fracas, and I am using this last-minute missive to settle a score. Cursing Darren from the Yukon was banned by Richard. He banned him because he cussed too much, yeah. 
Classic band. I remember that band. Darren then banned Richard for the sake of his daughter, and Richard tried to protect himself with band protection. But he was too late. He invoked me in his protective pledge, daring me to beat his $50 pledge. Richard was already banned, but he knew it was coming, and he tried in vain to save himself. Who tipped him off? I believe it was our mutual friend, Liz Brandt. Therefore, I am calling on you, a weary bandmaster general, to please drop the hammer on Liz. I have Price is Righted Rich with a $51 donation. I don't know if that's Canadian or U.S., but $51 donation to the ACLU. But I have also backed up his band with a $50 donation to the British Columbia New Democratic Party, who are up for re-election in this Saturday's provincial election. I believe this is the first transnational by-election donation, and I hope that it ensures you'll see this ban through. Also, we don't really have voters' rights orgs in Canada, so I donated directly to a progressive party. I love your show, and goddamn, I hope Trump gets destroyed on the third. Duncan, incredible ban. Same. Great summary of um, the feuding that led to this uh, moment of intense and totally just retribution. As far as I'm concerned, these bans are completely legit. Yeah, Liz, you're banned. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. yeah. Bye-bye, Liz. Go see mommy. Go see mommy, Liz. Go see your mommy. Okay. Go see your mommy. Yeah. Go see your mommy. Uh, Stephanie writes, of all the things that annoy me about my spouse, his listening to EPM and talking about David Reese are the absolute worst. They are unbearable. (laughs) Do you know how into pencil shaving he got at one point? We had mounds of Ticineron gas. What? How do you say it? We had mounds of Ticineron gas (laughs) sharp and ready. Wait, 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 wait. Is this a joke? I don't know. Wow. Aaron Sorkin himself could not have scripted a greater climax to our pronunciation mishaps. It's Ticonderogas. Oh, Ticonderogas. Wow. John That was so awesome. You really thought it was Tacinderaga. I mean- That makes- Okay. Okay, sorry. I mean, that word word is way easier to say than Raleigh. Raleigh. (laughs) I don't see- I, I, I- I don't see this word often. It's the most, it is the, it is literally the most, not the best, but the most popular pencil brand, I think, in the Western Hemisphere. You have a daughter in school, John. What is she taking her Mm. tests with? Mm -hmm. Good point. Is she not using pencils? What did we, what pencils did we use? I'm, I'm stunned right now. I'm stunned, but I'm also, I have joy in my heart right now. To Cinderella. To Cinderaga. I mean, come on. You know, you need to, you need to bitly shorten this word. All right. I'm sorry. Let's get, we, we, we got off track. Pick it back up again. You've lost John now. Sharp and ready at all times for no reason. Mounds of these apparently very popular pencils. <laughs> and although we purchased him nice quality Bluetooth headphones, he insists on listening to EPM at max volume from his phone in the bedroom while I try to work in the room next door. Most of the time, he falls back asleep, but your podcast roars on and on. When he wakes, he must rewind and start again. It <laughs> doesn't sound this maddening at all. This could go on for days. And even <laughs> though he is now participating in political cocktail chit-chat, 
instead of steering the conversation into pencil territory. And even though your podcast has convinced him to vote in the presidential election for the first time ever, wow. I cannot endure it any longer. And so please ban Matthew R. from ever listening to election profit makers again. I hope you have zero listeners sooner rather than later. Best wishes, one annoyed spouse. This is this was the definition of a roller coaster ride. Wow. It started off so strong because this guy was was getting into the pencil lifestyle. Then we had our first drop where John pronounced Ticonderoga as Tacinderaga. <laughs> and the roller coaster flew off the tracks and was just free falling. <laughs> then we find out that this guy listens to the podcast and falls asleep and then wakes up the next morning and listens to it all over again as the podcast, quote, roars on and on, which makes me think that we are a very powerful locomotive of information. <laughs> then we found out that we inf- or a fire. Ins- inspired this guy to vote for president for the first time ever. Matthew R., what a journey you've given us. But your annoyed spouse, Stephanie, is correct, and you are banned from listening to election profit makers. I have no I have no doubt in my mind that that's the right thing to do. Do you guys concur? Uh, yeah. It, I, uh, the voting for the first time, it makes me worried about banning him before the election. You think he's going he's gonna to write to his board of elections and say, cancel my vote? I've been banned from listening to the podcast. I, I don't have an interest in this anymore. Yeah, well, I, I kind of feel like the R- EPM playing on a loop – to him is keeping it is like oh it's keeping him in that state and the second it stops he'll like he'll revert to whatever Okay, this is what we do. As soon as okay, as soon as his ballot is counted, yeah. He's banned. That's fair. So I can that's good. Is Ticonderoga is a city in New York? Yeah, is it's that, a city, yeah. It, Ticonderoga, is New York. That where is that where the pencils are made? Dude, I wrote a fucking book <laughs> about you, this, John, and I gave you a signed <laughs> copy. Did you not ever crack that book that I gave you that you went on tour with? We drove to Asheville together so I could give a talk on pencil sharpening. I think it was at Malaprops in Asheville, great indie bookstore. You were in the car with me and Mike and Dude, Aaron. What's happened? And then we that. went to a hotel and got Chinese food and watched and watched spare change or loose change. I don't change. remember you the don't brand remember any of, of that? this particular pencil. About how jet it fuel does... can't melt steel beams, John? Were you not awake for any of that stuff? I remember that part. Wow. But the uh, Ticonderoga pencil, it it has it it has its name on the pencil, but we didn't have those pencils when we were kids. Or at least it didn't have its name on it. All right, I don't, I, I don't know. Pencils are, are more, more or less behind me. Although I do have three pencils I have to sharpen. I have to do that this week. Okay, Drew S. Drew S. Right. I would like to use my donation of forty four dollars to ban number forty four himself, President Barack Obama, for his decision to appear on the October fourteenth episode of Pod Save America. I would also like to propose that President Obama cannot unban himself simply by donating more than forty four dollars. Instead, I suggest that he can only be unbanned by returning balance to the universe and appearing on election profit makers. President Obama, we accept. We accept your request to be on election profit makers, right? Well, the backstory is that Obama and his people have been begging for months for to to let us have him come on and open a mm-hmm. predicted account and make some bets with us. He loves John Kimball and he's always like, I've got to I've got to meet Long John Silver. I feel like we would really get along. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe it'd be good PR for your podcast if uh, mm-hmm. if I could come on. And his staff is like blowing up our phones all hours of the night. And it's like, I don't know, man. I just don't. Right. But I feel that we've been we've I know that we like didn't really it didn't we didn't it didn't seem like any point of having him on. But now that it's put this way, 
You don't think like All right, you're right. I agree. Like I didn't see it just seemed like weight dragging us down to have a mom before, but <laughs> uh-huh. can, I, can we go back to the Ticonderoga? No. John, we're we're, we're the, John, we're, the bare, company, we're just over halfway company, done with these fucking bands. The stuff. company is over 100 years old and and uh they started in Jersey City. If you're picking this recording session to finally get interested in, in pencils, Florida. I'm going to have <laughs> no. an aneurysm. I'm, I'm going to but have an aneurysm. But they have a aneurysm. terrible brand. If, I've, if, if I'm you're going to start talking about into, pencils all the goddamn I like time. Brands. I did that 10 years ago, John. I like 10 years it's, ago. It's a, str- it's a strong brand. Oh, my God. How many cruises did you go on where David talked about this? What were you oh. doing while David was giving his pencil sharpening demonstrations for the past decade? Um, I'm adrift. I'm adrift right now. I'm adrift. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a drift. I don't blame you. Is this the only pencil you talked about? Oh my god, dude! Don't, <laughs> Don. <laughs> Carmen S has been banned, but donates to ban Will Vinson, who thought he could escape the ban by fleeing to Australia. Carmen says, "Even though I will not be able to hear the ban, I will know in my heart that justice has been done. Australia, the war." has come to your shores. Andrew W. says, I would like to use my donation to Fair Fight to ban my friend Sumai N., who is the only friend of mine I know who listens to election profit makers. And unless she has already banned me and it hasn't been read yet, there's now no way for her to retaliate. Well, she could do a proxy ban, but we'll, we'll see. For now, she's banned. Christina in Calgary writes, I've waited until the last possible moment to ban my friend Erica. Like so many betrayal bans that have come before, it was she that introduced me to the podcast back in 2016 when we were gallivanting across Asia and the South Pacific together. I would like to ban Erica for not staying in that perfect paradise with me and forcing us to return to a world where the U.S. election matters so much to us Canadians. Justin Chen says, I would like to ban my podcast nerd wife, Lauren, as an anniversary gift because she gives me too many goddamn podcasts to listen to. It's getting in the way of my EPM listening. She also pushed this show on me. Happy anniversary, Lauren. You're banned. Goodbye forever. Oh, yeah. And Erica, I I should say it formally. Erica, you are banned. Oh, right. Yeah. Erica, you're banned, too. All right, John, do this. If... John's probably are you uh, reading are you reading are you reading Wikipedia articles about pencils right now because if you are I'm gonna fire you <laughs> no, is no, that what I you're was. doing I will I will later uh, Will Conrad writes this is a nice hefty donation $250 donation uh, to the ACLU or the ALCU or the UCLA to ban all Oberlin College students and alumni also I am using my wife's corporate match to protect all McAllister College students and alumni. McAllister, I think, is a Canadian college. It's like the like a wannabe Oberlin. Isn't everything a wannabe Oberlin? Mm-hmm. Thank you, John. Thank or don't you, you Oberlin- think of everything as a wannabe uh, the wannabe Oberlin? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oberlin College has. Did you go we, to Oberlin? I went to Oberlin. John, I went to Oberlin. Amazing, amazing college. It's very affordable. It's a very good value, especially these mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. Era McFadden. Uh, She's going to be a first-time poll worker next month. She bans Carly M. from listening. Carly is an American in Paris, a nerd for public policy polling, and she's weeks behind on the podcast, which is a real snub since I uh, brought it into her life. Now, listen to this. Second order of business. This is a moment of genuine, deep gratitude to all of you. I am a longtime listener to the show and attended the election profit makers party at the bell house in November, 2016. That party had a, mm. one of the weirdest vibes I've ever experienced. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> True. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh. B, 
a profound effect on my life. Mm-hmm. I met my partner, Christian, at that party, and he bought David a burger at the after party. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're still together and very happy. Two transatlantic moves, one graduate degree, and a freaking pandemic later. And have to thank you all so much for the podcast that brought us together and gave us a legitimately interesting how-did-you-meet story. Still, not totally sure whether weddings are ever going to happen again, but rest assured you are all invited to whatever event happens when we figure it out. Hail Satan, Aaron and Christian. We've known about this couple. We've known about Aaron and Christian because she wrote to us after they got together. Yes. She wrote to us and said that um, she met, they met each other there. And I've thought about them often because they are, they are something good that came out of that very hard time. Because the party we had was shortly after the election. And it was really nice because all these people came and we got to meet everyone. And that in itself was a really nice thing to come out of this time, that time. And um, I've, 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 I'm really happy to hear they're just still together because I've like actually held them in my mind as like a tangible example of a positive outcome of 2016. So what happened was in the run up to the election, John Hodgman was doing these monthly shows at the Bell House, which is a venue in Brooklyn. And he very kindly flew John Kimball up. It was the first time John and Starley had ever met. It was going to be a post-election celebration of our triumph financially and politically. And obviously it was not that. It was more like a weird wake. The vibe was not so nice, but we did get to meet some some great folks. And Starley and John and I went out to dinner together at a fancy Italian restaurant. And then, yeah, we all wound up after that thing at the Bell House. We all wound up at a sidecar, great little bar mm-hmm. restaurant in Brooklyn where I used to live. And uh, yeah, Christian bought me a burger. And look at these two now. I know. They've been together the whole time. Yeah. Thank you guys for checking in. Mm-hmm. Wish we could ban you, but no one has donated to ban you. But um, we will say that Carly M., over in Paris, you're banned. Go watch that new show, Emily in Paris. I think you'll like it. People seem to really enjoy that. Maybe TV as a show. wedding gift, they can donate some. They can they can oh, they can yeah. do the ban registry. <laughs> ban registry, <laughs> Starly. That's yeah. a great idea. John Porter says, "Please ban my wife, Erica." The other day, when I put on my new election profit makers class of 2020 shirt, she asked about it. I explained the show, but she just rolled her eyes. I love her, but she just doesn't get it. And now that she's banned, she never will. Erica, you're banned. And everyone else, may I recommend a website to go to? It's quite relaxing. It's bit.ly slash epmcool. If you go to that website, you'll see some wonderful tingly t-shirts. Gabe G. has worked for the United States Census and is going to manage his neighborhood polling site. His friend Ben S. introduced him to the election profit makers and will be voting at his polling site, St. Luke's United Methodist Church. Unfortunately, Ben S. will be banned, not from voting, but from listening to the world's greatest podcast. Richard Sexton says, I know my friend Darren is going to try and use his teacher's discount to see and raise my last ban, so I'm donating again to the Legal Defense Fund. I'm in this for the long haul. Thank you, Richard. Seth Glassman is the fucking fiend 
the freeloading felon who shared the election profit maker's Patreon content with his friend Maureen, who then ratted him out and banned him. Seth writes to us on his knees like a dog. He says, I feel rotten and would like to make it right. Below, please find a receipt for my donation to Paw Pack, a lobbying agency that supports candidates who are appropriately on board with a pro-animal rights agenda. This may violate the specific guidelines spelled out at the beginning of the band wars. However, come on, it's animal rights. I would humbly ask for the removal of my ban. Should this removal be granted, I would like to do a spin-move ban on Marine. She's been a good friend for over 20 years, but she's hurt my feelings and this deserves a ban. As a final gesture of goodwill, I will increase my monthly Patreon contributions to account for Maureen's weeks as a stowaway on the SS election profit makers. Seth, I can assure you that the contempt and anger that the election profit makers hosts have for you is in no way mitigated or or mellowed out by by this ban of yours. Seth, you are our sworn enemy, and heaven only knows how great a donation to our Patreon account you will have to make in order to be put once again in our good graces. We do not reverse your ban. Look over your shoulder. The hammer is coming. Do you feel the tingle on the back of your scalp, Seth? That's the ban hammer. A flying flying towards your spine. Eric P. says, please ban Monika Newman. She can't stop talking about your podcast. I can't take it anymore. Monika, you are banned. No more talk about this podcast. Eric Collins unbans Matt Wang. Well, Matt Wang writes, please ban Matt Tracy and unban himself. So Eric said he wanted to unban Matt Wang, but Matt Wang was already ahead of the game because he donated to already ban him, unban himself. Yeah, Matt Wang is a, is, is a master of this game, I would say. Okay. So Matt Tracy was complaining he couldn't get any of Matt Wang's homemade pizza. And apparently Matt Tracy is too into his tractor and grows vegetables. I think is, this guy, Matt T, is a, is a farmer. Okay. And we celebrate our farmers, but Matt, you're banned. You can't listen to this podcast anymore. Go ride your tractor that you're in love with. Go kiss and cuddle your tractor and also go say hi to mommy as per John Kimball's instructions. Andrea W. is a dual Canadian-Australian citizen now living in Sydney. She says, good day to any other Australians <laughs> listening who have not yet been banned. With the attached donation to the ACLU, I hereby ban myself from further agonizing over crafting the perfect ban, one that would have the elegant but brutal retribution of an Aaron M. Banning, Jason S., and everyone he loves. The succession-like machinations of the North Carolina Dagger Hearts, or even the tragic betrayal of an Elena B., whose erstwhile friend, Eric Fong, had her banned even as she sought to protect him. These are all iconic bans. I can't afford to lose any more work hours to this futile endeavor. First of all, shout out to Andrew W. for her deep knowledge of all these iconic bands that have defined this era of the band wars. You have listed some of the bands that will live in infamy and will no doubt be optioned by mm-hmm. Marvel Studios as part of the extended Marvel Cinematic Universe. So yeah. Andrea W. sent us a bunch of possible bands. Mm-hmm. I was tempted by Nate Silver, but instead 
We are banning her partner, Zach. What did Zach do wrong? She says, quote, he talked to me at length about local infrastructure projects that I am not interested in. Mm-hmm. Know that John Kimball, I had to yeah. zing you with that. I had to give you a sidelong mm-hmm. zing with that band. Do you understand what I'm doing here? Yeah. Okay, good. It always comes back to the home, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm having deja vu right now. Like we've been <laughs> through this ban already. Or is it just because I was editing this early? It's because oh, yeah. we've banned yeah. thousands and thousands of people and animals and concepts. Yeah. yeah. We have we we have had and holy over 300 bans. While I was reading that, I was thinking, did Starley just read this? <laughs> John, have you had food today? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Noah H. bans David V., his best friend since fifth grade. I recommended that he listen to Election Profit Maker so we could discuss it on COVID FaceTime calls. He never did listen and instead prefers podcasts about fantasy football. I request a ban for David V. from EPM and, if possible, a ban from all fantasy football podcasts. David V., you are banned. What do we think about all fantasy football podcasts? Hell yeah. He can't listen to fantasy football podcasts. We have we already... We're all crazy about fantasy football over here and the fantasy football podcast love us. And so we have like a, I don't know, it's kind of like an extradition treaty for bands. So mm-hmm. yeah, David V, you're banned from all fantasy football podcasts. Steve Goodbye. Nash plays football, right? Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. John M was banned by his brother-in-law, Sterling. This is one of kids close to home for me. I processed the hurt and outrage and have now settled on a satisfying means of retaliation. I want to devastate this man beyond all morality and reason. Therefore, I'd like to leverage my donation to the Florida Right Restoration Coalition to ban Sterling's beloved and obese cat, Yuri. John also describes Yuri as preposterously chunky. Beloved and obese cat, Yuri, you are banned. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This next one, I think, is my favorite band ever. Mm-hmm. And it and oh, Patrick from Chicago. It, thank you for letting me read this band. Patrick wrote in and said, <laughs> full disclosure, I do not listen to this podcast. <laughs> Already, my heart is just about thumping out my chest, Patrick. Full disclosure, I do not listen to this podcast. I am writing because my friend Harry G (laughs) listens to this podcast and keeps bringing it up when we play video games online together. We'll be playing. I'm sitting here about to cry. I love. Okay. (laughs) We'll be playing games such as Fortnite. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. We had so many bands. Okay. We'll be playing games such as Fortnite. And he'll say this week on election profit makers. (laughs) Okay. We'll be playing games such as Fortnite, and he'll say, this week on Election Profit Makers, they had this really funny bit, (laughs) and then he'll say a bunch of inside jokes or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) I kind of tune out after that. I'm sure you are a nice podcast, but the world is falling (laughs) apart, and I'm just trying to play video games and relax before returning to the job that I hate, and I want to talk about movies or something, not podcasts. So yeah, he mentioned the band. So yeah, ban him from listening to the podcast. I'm not sure if that's like a joke or a real thing, <laughs> but he's so committed to every bit you guys do. He'll probably actually stop listening. He also has a new girlfriend who he has been spending a lot of time with. Please ban her from listening as well. I'm sure she's nice. I haven't met her, but he's been spending a lot of time with her, which means less time where we play video games together. I realize I may sound like a 14-year-old, but the honest truth is I'm just a very sad 27-year-old man. (laughs) Patrick from Chicago, (laughs) you killed it. This, This might actually be my favorite. I mean, we have had so many incredible bands. 
But Patrick from Chicago, the fact... <laughs> I mean, what is there to say? This kid just wants to play his video games. First of all, this guy, fucking Harry G, won't shut up about our podcast. Patrick just wants to play his video games. And then Harry G has this new girlfriend. Patrick just wants to play his video games. And then, and then Harry G's trying to do bits from our podcast. And Patrick just wants to play his video games. Patrick, play your video games. Enjoy your time away from your shitty job. It's hard to be 27 years old. It's hard to live in a pandemic. It's hard when your friend has a new girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Harry G is so banned. And Harry G's new girlfriend... Who we're, we all we all agree she's probably nice. Yeah, she's she's probably banned nice. too. Patrick, you are the you are the king of this podcast. You are welcome on this podcast at any time. But also, please never listen to our podcast. Thank you so much for the sincerity and plain spokenness of this ban. When I read this ban when it came in one night, I was just I was filled. I think there's a concept in Eastern traditions called ahimsa, which I think translates as the love of all humanity. And something about this message, I don't know where I was emotionally or what, but goddamn, thank you, Patrick. Cla- amazing, amazing world-class band. If you speak of the Dagger Hearts, when you speak of the 2020 EPM Wars, and you speak of Eric Fong and his harem of women who are always banning and unbanning him, you must also speak of Patrick in Chicago who just wants to play his video games. Woo! Legend. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Patrick from Chicago is tired of sharing his friend with us. Oh, my God. True G writes, I listened to the Nothing But Bands episode and heard that I was reverse banned by my friend slash nemesis fan. He may think he has succeeded in banning me from listening to future episodes, but I believe I have discovered a loophole he left exposed. I am now using a service to transcribe election profit maker episodes. Then I simply post an ad on Fiverr for someone to read and record them and send them back to me for my listening podcast pleasure. With that in mind, I would like to return the favor and ban Than, specifically from listening to any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any account of EPM episodes without the express written consent of John, Starley, and David, which of course I expect to never be granted. Fan ban. Thank you, ma'am. Done. Fan, you are banned. Drew G, the lo- the loophole Lucifer. I love it. Good I like job. It. I yeah. like it a lot. And he's right. We are not giving we are not giving permission for yeah. Than to listen to any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any account of election profitmaker episodes. Exactly. He can't even look at our stickers. Yeah. Whoa, ouch. No, there's too many inside jokes on there. Benedict B made a made a major donation, which we thank you. And then he wrote all the stuff about his mustache, which we're going to skip uh, with due respect. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, this was Benedict B. I spent probably 35 minutes trying to edit this thing. This is a very well written uh, ban, and he makes a point that the ACLU already has so much money. Why are people uh, donating grains of sand to this mighty Sahara? So what he did is make a make some donations to black led organizations including uh, BYP100, a member-based organization of black youth activists creating justice and freedom for all black people. And now he wants to take his ban and ban the ACLU from listening to election profit makers. Now, Whoa. this is a heavy, this is a, this is a twist-a-roo that M. Night Shyamalan would, would envy. Mm-hmm. We've raised money for the ACLU and now Benedict is like, fuck the ACLU, man. They're banned from listening to the podcast. I guess we have to go along with that because he did make a sizable donation to BYP 100. So well played, Benedict B. Well played. So Lisa F. in Brooklyn wrote back. 
So after reflecting on how piddly my first donation was, especially in comparison to a donation of $666.69, which we did receive, I decided to make a second donation. This is an equally piddly donation, but it's the small part of a donation campaign I've been working at for a bit. Every time my dad posts something crazy on Facebook, I donate to Biden or Swing Left or any other organization that supports my tree-hugging feminist by POC ally beta cuck snowflake ways. If this second donation warrants an additional ban, please ban my dad. His QAnon bullshit doesn't deserve your beautiful podcast. And can you also ban him from Facebook? That would be great. <laughs> Thank you for being soldiers in this fight. Now, Lisa F., I met your dad at your wedding, which I DJed mm. uh, when you married the Kenosha kid. That was an amazing wedding. Huge. And this is a big this is a big ban. But yeah, Lisa, you've first of all, there's no piddly donations, Lisa. There's no piddly donations. Thank you for thank you for your donations. We honor your donations and we honor you. And I, it's just a shame that your husband is banned from listening to this podcast. He can't hear these nice things I'm saying about you. You'll have to just go tell him or put it on a note, slip it under his door or what have you. Mm -hmm. But yes, your dad is banned from listening to election profit makers. And I would love to ban your dad from Facebook. I would love mm -hmm. to ban all dads from Facebook. <laughs> I feel like that would be a good... And granddads and grandmas and mas and aunts and uncles and brothers and sisters and and, and every everyone you got. I, but I specifically, I would like to ban your dad from Facebook. Thank you for doing what you're doing even though your dad is is biffing it, I have to say, with due respect. Your dad's fucking biffing it if he's into QAnon. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Richard P. in Toronto writes, we were going to stay neutral. We were going to stay out of it. Your greatest ally, largest trading partner, and 2019 NBA champion country, Canada, saw America torn asunder by the ban wars and could only stand by and watch sadly. But, he, but Richard is so annoyed that David mentioned Celine Dion, so he's donated to both the ACLU and the Ranked Ballot Initiative of Toronto, an organization working to bring ranked choice voting to Canadian elections. Richard says, I'm using my ban on you, Kid Midas, not to ban, but to protect you. That's right. You are protected by a Canadian. Every day from now <laughs> until the antebellum period. Bantabellum? Or is it ante? That's a typo, Bantabellum. Right? I think he's making a pun. That's that's funny. John likes that pun. Canadians are funny. Shut up, John. Every day from now until the Bantabellum period, you to come, <laughs> you will be protected by the Canadian Shield. This is a hilarious Canadian geology joke. How does it feel? That was great. I love that David is being protected by Canada. Um, Richard P. I hate it and I reject <laughs> it and I reject your ban of protection and I cast it upon someone else. I don't need Canadians to protect me. Okay, I'm a big boy mm -hmm. now. I'm a big American boy. My tummy's never do, been fuller. I think you might need a little Canadian protection. I don't you want might, it. Yeah. Canadians invaded the U.S. at some point, and weren't they involved in the in the torching of the White House? John coming for the Canadians. No, no, I'm not. I respect. I respect their toughness. Okay. I'm going to read this next one because this is based on a Stephen Crane poem, and this is also for me a top twenty band from John Marriott, who made. I think this is the second time we've had this, a $420 donation. That's got That's to be a reference time. to marijuana, right? Mm. Yeah. John Marriott sent us a poem that I'm going to read. On the waves, I saw a creature naked, bloodthirsty, who bestride his board, held his ban in his hands, and ate of it. I said, is it good, friend? It is bitter. Bitter, he answered. But I like it. Because it is bitter. And because it is my ban. Woo! John Marriott. 
Good, good looking out there, my friend. Amazing. Thank you for that. Shane says, tell Jason G that Goose is banning him, even though he was awesome enough to teach him about advanced stats for Colorado Buffalo's basketball. Jason G, you are banned by Goose. Morgan in Houston writes, my husband and I made this donation in honor of our friends Hector and Jen, who are getting married this weekend. I would also like to use it to ban them, specifically Hector, because he refuses to listen to the podcast, even though I've been telling him to for months. It's weak of <laughs> Hector to not listen. Call him like you see him. To yeah. his friend Morgan. Uh, so Hector and Jen, you are banned. Adam Johnson writes, I donated to ban Amandalyn Ryan for letting me nervously drink bourbon during all the debates. I need to find a better way to handle the stress of running out the clock. I actually support people drinking bourbon during the debates. You do support it? Yeah. I think this guy also said that he could mail us some bourbon. I think I need to check on I mean, I'll, t- I'll accept that. that. Um, I think I need to check on this this fellow. Adam, we're not our communication is is not is not yet over. I'll accept that bourbon and Amandalyn, you are banned. John, I want you to do this next one cuz this is about skyscrapers. This is from William O. William writes, back in the early, now nearly forgotten days of the ban wars, a listener casually dropped a ban on the architects who build skinny skyscrapers in Manhattan. Many innocent architects were taken out that day as a result of this listener's justifiable distaste for NYC real estate developers. I would like to use this donation to fair fight in order to rescue a close friend who is one of these banned architects. Chucky T <laughs> is the lead designer on a Manhattan skyscraper currently under construction. Chucky e. T is not a listener, but he would like to be and was both confused and saddened by the news that he was banned. I would then like to use a second donation made to the ACLU to reban Chucky e. T from listening to the podcast. If a friend of mine is going to be banned, it will be an engineered act of malice executed by me. That makes sense. That's sound yeah. reasoning. Chucky e. T has ban whiplash. Yeah. Good luck with your skyscraper, Chucky e. T, but you can't mm-hmm. listen to our podcast anymore. Mm-hmm. So he builds those skinny little <sighs> oh. wow. unmuscular. Wow. Lay it, lay it on, yeah. on Chucky e. T, John. Open up. Let's hear what yeah. you got. Open up on really coming out in these last, yeah, he can't in hear in you. These last he can't ban hear you. hours. Pencil neck. Oh, I don't think you're allowed you know to use, keep I don't think you're allowed mouth, to use John. pencil neck considering yeah, what's the, the hot come water on. you're in right now, John. Uh, Ellie E. wrote in about the time that she was trying to ban Steve and then also Vin Diesel. And then she got worried that Starly mm-hmm. thought that she was looking for two bans for the price of one. But she wanted us to know that she only wanted us to ban Vin Diesel in case Steve had already been banned. And anyway, uh, she. Um, oh, she's protecting me. Thank you. Protecting Kid Midas, the original wave writer. Thank you, Ellie E. And I acknowledge that she was only looking for one ban. She wasn't trying rest, to. She wasn't trying easy. to game the system. I hear you. Yeah, rest. Yeah, rest easy. Right. Eric S made a donation to Racist, the Re- Refugee and Immigration Center for Education and Legal Services. I think that's how you say it. Racist, right? I think. I have a friend so. who works there, but I don't know how to say it. R a i c e s. You guys know that organization. This donation is made mm-hmm. as in honor of his wife, who's an immigration attorney. In lieu of a ban, he writes, I would like to ask Lon John Silver, what is your opinion of Skyline Chili? 
Why did it take so long to get this question? <laughs> I, for one, am a fan of chili with a hint of cinnamon, of course, being served on plain spaghetti and heaped upon with mounds of feathery yellow cheese, oyster crackers, raw diced yellow onions, and copious amounts of vinegary hot sauce. Eric S., I think your donation does warrant an answer from Long John Silver. Skyline Chili. Yeah, I've I've never had Skyline Chili. It I respect the name, obviously, <laughs> and the logo has a silhouette of the Skyline. But it, it it is an annoying brand because I run the Charlotte Skyline Twitter account. We're on the personification of the Charlotte Skyline. And Charlotte, North Carolina is also known as the Queen City because it actually is named after a, a queen. Um, so when I'm doing research and looking for tweets to retweet and stuff like that. And I sometimes search Queen City Skyline. I'm always pulling up Skyline Chili. And that is, that's not what I'm looking for. Mm. Ouch. But I've never had it. I probably would like it. I've just never had it. Do you want to let listeners know about your Charlotte Twitter account, what the handle is? Yeah. The Charlotte uh, Skyline Twitter account? Yeah. CLT Skyline. No underscore? No underscore. Noah Davis, this is our old high school friend, donated to ban Alamance County Sheriff Terry Johnson. Noah said, this summer, in an effort to keep Antifa from coming down to Graham, North Carolina and tearing down their Civil War statue, the sheriff tried to ban protesting. Luckily, the NAACP and the ACLU stepped in and said, not so fast. I doubt he was a listener of your podcast, but now he will not have the option of benefiting from its wit and wisdom. Noah says that listening to election profit makers has been like hanging out at Sal's Pizza every week. And then he says this, John, and this is incredible. By the way, I was present for Big John Grabowski's record-setting consumption of 23 slices of pizza, which is almost three large pizzas. Neil Schultz came in second place with 18 slices. That just about blew my mind. Neil Schultz? I was amazed at that. David Crable and I each ate eight slices that night. I was pretty proud of it. I'm not sure why I remember that, Noah writes. Uh, Noah, I know why you remember that. That's like one of the most legendary nights of our graduating high school class. Wow. Thank you, Noah. Thank you for writing in again. Long live Sal's Pizza. Owen B. writes in to ban his mother, Ashley Hogan. As regular listeners of your show, my mother and I know well the goal of zero listeners, zero hosts by Election Day 2020. I am the only other person my mother knows who listens and vice versa. I must ban my mother in order to do what no podcast in history has ever done. Ashley Hogan, mother of Owen B., you are banned. Boom. Thank you for supporting our cause. This is a family that is doing their part to, ma- to, <laughs> to make history. Uh-huh. All right. I wanted to end with this one. This is the final band that we're going to read on this episode of the final band war, uh, the EPM 2020 band wars. And I wanted to end with this one, not because it's the last one we received or because it's the biggest amount of money, but I feel like this one really kind of captures what the band wars turned into and why it was so fun and why we really wanted to thank all of you folks who made donations over the past, I don't know, month and a half uh, to this this ungainly uh, death spiral that we all created together in the hopes of a, of a better world. This is from Jason Silverman. He says, Hey, morning zoo gang. So I wrote in a couple weeks ago to get in on the banning action, banning my three good buddies, Ted, Matt, and John, because I desperately need my predicted 
uh, returns to be higher than theirs, even though we all know Matt's going to crush us all. It's not a competition. And so I assume banning them would give me that winner's edge. I could pass along some nuggets of cash-making wisdom here and there, but keep the best tips to myself, generating massive profits and practically guaranteeing a lifetime of bragging rights. However, I just found out that at least one of my friends, John, listened to your most recent show, and I'm assuming he listened to all the shows since he had been banned. I don't know what to do. I'd cut him out of my life, but then how will he know about my massive profits? So I donated another $40 to Fair Fight, and I leave it up to you to decide what to do, if anything, with this band breaker. Hail Satan, Jason. And then the next morning, I got an email, a second email. He writes, guys, this is really embarrassing. So I made my donation and wrote that most recent email last night where I had requested justice for a band breaker before having finished listening to Sunday's episode. This morning, while walking my adorable puppy, Rhoda, I arrived at the end of the episode to discover, and who can forget this moment? God damn, this was so amazing. To discover that John's girlfriend, Aaron, had engineered perhaps the most brutal banning of my entire life. Never before have I been so fully banned with such undeniable and terrible violence. And to find out that everyone was in on it, unreal. And so I sit here humbled and humiliated, unable to listen even to the last two minutes and 53 (laughs) seconds of what has become my most favorite podcast, torn asunder by my own hubris. I wanted to write in now to rescind my request for, misplaced it seems, retributory justice, retributory justice, retributory justice. Let's just say justice. Given the recent change in circumstances, and I'll write in a little later when I've had a chance to try and make sense of this cruel new reality I now inhabit. If that is not the spirit of the of the 2020 EPM ban wars, if that is not the, the apex Perfect. of the blood-soaked folly that we have all engaged in mm-hmm. against our better natures. It's sacrifices being made in order to enable that the future does not have a wider, cruel new reality. Yes. Our listeners have taken the burden of cruelty and they've been a sponge for this malice, this this backstabbing, the heart Mm -hmm. daggering, Mm -hmm. the the husbands against wives, wives against husbands, mothers against children. Bulls against dogs. I mean, guinea pigs. We got people out here fucking banning (laughs) guinea pigs. Sweet little guinea pigs. All they want to do is eat iceberg lettuce, okay? (laughs) And we did all that. We took on those burdens and and people opened up their wallets and, and let fly their credit cards in a frenzy of goodwill and donations. And I'm happy to say that as of this recording, the ban wars are over. So there is an armistice. The ban wars are done. There's nobody left. And our grand total, we started out, remember, as a goof. Somebody named Daniel wrote in after we had lifted our bans. We had done our ban jubilee. This guy, Dan, wrote in and was like, oh, man, I was really hoping you would ban my friend. I said, make a donation. Send me the receipt. I'll ban your friend. And it took off from there. We thought maybe we'd make $500. Then we thought maybe we'll make $1,000. Then we thought maybe $3,000 was within our grasp. And then once we got up around $15,000, that one listener dumped that $3,000 on us. I just about lost my mind. I was so happy. And when all is said and done, and we looked over the scorched earth, we see the bones sticking out of these trenches. We see decapitated heads rotting in the sun. We see guinea pigs belly up in absolute (laughs) agony. Dogs and cats tearing at the flesh of their owners who banned them from listening to this podcast. (laughs) $24,875. 
That's just about $25,000 that y'all raised. And all we have to say is thank you guys so much. It was so much fun. I'm not saying it wasn't a lot of work. It was a lot of work to read all these damn bands and read everybody writing about these bands, but we loved it. And we just want to thank all of y'all for being so generous and giving your money to good causes and writing these funny dedications and backstories. And when I go on Netflix in 2021, I better see at least 50 of these band stories as premium limited limited <laughs> series starring the hottest actors and actresses of this or any generation. The mm-hmm. game was changed thanks to all of y'all. So I would just like to say, this is Kid Midas saying thank you guys so much for what you did. It really did make the last couple months more bearable. Uh, and I'm sure John and Starley would agree. But if you guys want to say anything, you should say something. I say thank you into the void of zero <laughs> right. listenership. I can hear my voice echoing <laughs> off the cavernous <laughs> space. The amplification that is caused by being in a space this vast without any bodies absorbing the sound of my voice. I've never felt better about not being heard. And, <laughs> um, and, 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 I, and I thank you all. We did it. That was perfect. I'm not here. I'm gone. John's gone. John's reading about fucking pencils. Oh, my God. Election Profit Makers is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash electionprofitmakers. Send your election prediction questions to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. Election Profit Makers has a relationship with predictit.org. Go to predictit.org slash promo slash EPM20 and receive up to $20 in matching funds. We did it, y'all. 2020 Band Wars. Rest in peace, everybody. Bye. Thank you. Bye.